All right, all right, let's go. I'm telling you, I'm going to be so excited about the Leafs this year. Yeah, you like the signings? I like the signings. I like this GM. Picked up the guys I would have picked up. Right, so they picked up Ryan Reeves, toughest guy in the league, Tyler Patuzzi, and Max Domi. Boy, he'll be playing just like he did when he first came out of London. And I'll tell you one thing. That is going to be a tough team. Nobody, nobody will push. Nobody will come in choking their rookies. And well, you you said that uh, if you were traveling, you'd sign Wayne Simmons and have total payback. I would have Wayne Simmons. I don't know why he won't sign him and go into to Florida and say, "Okay, you're tough guys. Let's see how tough you are now." Oh boy, they're going to have a tough team. Well, in, in Ottawa, they signed that Zach McEwen. He's a heavyweight. That'll so. be. <laughs> I, I, don't miss that game, folks. That'll right. be the game. We, you and I were joking. We said, you know, they'll probably go at it first game and the crowd will go bananas. And then between periods, they'll say, isn't that awful? Let's- oh, yeah. Let's get back to hockey. Hockey. And they don't even say hockey right. Hockey. Hockey. Yeah. Hockey. Hockey. Yeah, they'll be the- Let's get back to playing hockey. Yeah. Sensible game. Except for the crowd going bananas. Yeah, the crowd's so. going nuts. The people that pay. Anyhow, I am so excited about the Leafs this year. That's all he needed. I wish they pick up one stud defenseman, but there's, there's, I don't know. I don't think there's any for sale. Yeah. Well, they might be able to trade somebody. Nyland, they might. Well, trade we'll him. see. We'll see. But anyhow, I'm, I'm excited about the Leafs, and and they'll have a, a good feel about them. Believe me. So, Dad, Cindy's not here. She's taking a day off, and we'd like to thank our sponsors, Spreads.ca. They're a Canadian-owned online casino and sportsbook, and if you sign up now and use the promo grapes, they'll spot you, They'll match your deposit up to $250. You get 10 spins on the big wheel for some big dough, and your first sports bet, they'll spot you 25 bucks. We're up to about 50000 uh... Yeah, we yeah, we get, uh, we've got lots of downloads. We're at... Uh, well over 5 million downloads since we started, which is which is pretty good. But it's a little bit quiet right now, Dad, in the sports world. The Jays got no uh, – that was funny, eh, the other day? They had no hitter against them with three pitchers oh, in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know there was a pitcher – a no-hitter going on. Right, so the guy's got a no-hitter, they pull him. They got another guy in there. He had a no-hitter going, they pulled him, and then the guy then the guy got – I don't know if he would get to save or not, but that, that, I've, I've uh, yeah, never seen that before. I've never, never heard of that before. Yeah, so nobody gets nobody gets credit for a no hitter. The guy that, yeah, I don't know who. who nobody who, would, right? Uh, we get uh, to save. I think the score was two one, so you probably get a save at the end. But we're going to do something that uh, you know we've done occasionally. We've we were going to run an old grapevine show, and one of your favorites. We're going to talk about uh, George Cavallo. He was my hero when I was growing up. And when I see people going nuts at, at a hockey game. I, I, I look at look at the people, but I used to go. I was an absolute fan growing up, and I I I, I tell you, I I George Savala was my hero. He was up. the Canadian heavyweight champion. I'm gonna I'm gonna read his record, okay? Yep. Okay, I got it. I got it written down. George Savala. He's from Toronto. Never knocked down in 93 fights. Right. 
And this to the guys that he fought. He fought Ali twice. He fought smoking Joe Frazier, and he fought George Foreman. Never knocked down. Yeah. And he wouldn't go down. He boy, nope. he was he was tough. Fought Ali twice, and like I said. And after his second fight, he said George was the toughest guy he ever fought. And he fought a lot of tough guys. He was ranked uh, number three in the heavyweight division in 1965. And that was the glorious days yeah. of, of, of... Well, you the, think of all those guys back then. You think of, you know, Joe Frazier, George Foreman, Ollie, you know, even like some of the, even some of the guys that, you know, people still don't remember. He had 94 fights. He was 74 wins, 18 losses, 63, 63. 63 knockouts, Tim. That's pretty good. <laughs> 63 knockouts. Like 63 knockouts. Every time you went, he knocked a guy out. Two draws, and he'd never been knocked down. That's what he was most proud of. He'd never been knocked down. Yeah, and we had him on the grapevine show. We had him on the grapevine show a few times, and it's it's kind of sad, eh, Dad, that nobody, the Canadian well, people don't, don't really remember him too much anymore. Well, anyhow, uh, Rose and I... I, we used to take off Saturday afternoons. We used to work for the public utilities. We drive up my night. It was a beauty. It was late. 1955 what? A 1955 Ford Fairlane. And it was a light blue and a light blue inside. Oh, it was a gorgeous car. And uh, we drive up. We drove up to Highway 2. Yeah, there was no 401 there back There was then. no 401 back in those days. It was just being built. And... Uh, and we drove through all these little towns, and we get there. And, and you know, I know, I, you know what I remember about this is that I used to, I parked the car, and I said to the guy parking the car, I said, "Gee, that guy, he won't be able to get out." He's, "Oh no, he'll be at the fight too," you know, and all that. He didn't care. You got up there early, right? Eh? You got up there. You got the, you got to Toronto early, boy. Way before. Yeah, he the got fight. there early, but then there there was a car, and I I parked this guy in. And I said, hey, this guy's going to be mad. No, no, he's going to fight too. He'll be going out at the same time. He didn't care. The guy didn't care. He'd be gone anyhow. And anyhow, after the fights, I go outside, and there's the guy waiting for me. He'd been waiting all this time. Didn't, didn't damage my car or anything. And uh, anyhow, to make a long story short, I got in a big argument with him, and and all the way home. I can't believe mom went up to see a fight. She went up to uh, St. George's under the clock. I think she just went for the dinner. Yeah, the Chinese restaurant. Or and I remember, I remember when he fought Alex Smith. It was unbelievable. He fought Alex Smith. He knocked him right out of the ring. He, uh, the manager, his general manager must have told him, it's lucky you're losing anyhow. You might as well go out. And he knocked him right out of the ring. Yeah, he wanted a split decision, so it was a close fight. Oh, he pushed him back in. He knocked him from hip pillar to post. And Alex Mizzet was ranked back back then, too. That's why we're all excited. You couldn't get a ticket. The Maple Leaf Gardens was absolutely jammed. I remember a guy jumping off the top. He was, he was as excited as me. I remember I had Rose. I picked her up, and I was dancing with <laughs> Anyhow, I used to have, and boy, George Chavala was, he was, he was the hero of heroes back in the 60s. Yeah, so this was uh, early on in the Grapevine shows, early 80s, and uh, I think at the time, this was the most excited you were interviewing somebody. Oh, I was. George Chavala, he was the greatest. Tonight in the Grapevine, we have my favorite, George Chavala, the champ himself. I love him. Muhammad Ali said he was the toughest guy he ever fought. 
hurt his hand on him. Are you ready, Blue? You're tough just like him. Let's see George on the grapevine. Come on. It's going to be my favorite show. Muhammad Ali hurt his hands, and I'll tell you a story about it. Dick Irvin, you know, Hockey Night in Canada, yeah. great guy. He was, uh, after the Muhammad Ali fight, remember, George went 15 rounds with him. One of the greatest fights of all time. George was there. Even though he called George the washerwoman, George was there. Anyhow, Dick Irvin walks into the lobby, and he sees Muhammad Ali. Now, this is his chance. Muhammad Ali runs up. Muhammad, shake hands. You know, He's, oh, I can't. He says, I've went 15 rounds with that Canadian. I'll tell you, he sure got a hard head. I can't hold. My hands are killing me. But anyhow, oh, that's, uh, that's how tough he was. And I'm telling you, we've got a blue movie on George Chaval. Like I said, this is going to be my favorite show. I just love the guy. We used to go around, my wife and I, I, I went all over. He doesn't know I was his biggest fan. We've got blue movies of him. Blue as usual has got it. Roll the blue movie of the champ himself. In the world of professional sport, there is no place more demanding and less forgiving than the ring. George Chevallo made his living here. From 1956 until 1977, he was one of the world's very best. A man who became legendary by virtue of his ability to take a punch. His style was unmistakable, always moving forward in that relentless lumbering manner Hands held high, absorbing five, six, even more punches in order to land just one. That usually being a left hook. A devastating shot that gave George one of the best knockout records in the sport. In 94 bouts, Chevallo decked over 60 opponents. And in a period from 1966 to 1970, he won on KOs in 27 out of 30 fights. Chevallo took out some class fighters. Hard, tough men like Eduardo Corletti, Doug Jones and Jerry Quarry. But he lost some fights that could have been wins. Decisioned in heartbreakers to ex-champ Floyd Patterson, WBA champ Ernie Terrell, and a 10-round decision to Oscar Bonavina. In 1966, George met Muhammad Ali for the heavyweight championship of the world. Ali, then at his peak, won a 15-round decision, but he called George the toughest man I've ever met. A statement backed up by the fact that in 21 years of prize fighting, George was never knocked down. The glory of the championship eluded him, but as a contender, no one was more exciting or more noble than George Chevallo. And in this corner, at 200 and some pounds, from Toronto, Ontario, George Chevallo! Can I make a hockey player? Yeah, you'd be a hockey player. Uh -huh. You could be my enforcer. <laughs> guy, okay, now we're getting right into Ali. Everybody, you know, I bet you get asked that all the time. Was he the toughest guy you ever fought? No, there's a difference between toughest and the best sometimes. You know, you can be the best and the toughest, but mm -hmm. you can also be the best. See, it all depends what you mean by toughest. The toughest fight or the toughest individual, you know? I mean, you, I, I, would, I would say one of the toughest fights I've ever been in would be the Floyd, Floyd Patterson fight. Very grueling match, the tide would swing back and forth. Very tough fight, but as an individual, I wouldn't say he was as tough say, as Joe Fraser or some other fellas I fought. But as far as the fight was concerned, that particular night, it was a very tough fight. Yeah, Ali. Because it's the pace, I mean, uh, you can be, uh, 
somebody could uh, kick the daylights out of you, you kick the daylights out of somebody else. But when you when you have an evenly, you know, fought fight, and then the tie keeps switching back and forth, and you got to pick up, and go, well, you you got you a little bit, then you got to come back, and you take the lead, and it swings back and forth, and you know, you're fighting fight. to the finish. Patterson yeah. fight, you should have had that fight. I thought I won it, but it was very close. I lost by one round, I think. Yeah. I see Ali on television now. It saddens me to. To see him like he is, you know, he got stuff to see him like that. I'll tell you now. You know, you see the movie Rocky and things like that, and you see guys pound, pound, pound blood and stuff like that. What do you do when you go to a movie like that and you see that? Do you laugh or what? Well, so, sometimes boxing is like that. When you're, when you're talking about pow, pow, and, the, yeah. and you blow up and, and so on. Yeah, but, but then they come back. They come uh, back, and well. there's blood and. Two tons of blood all over the place. I mean, well, yeah. And sometimes it squirts like the raging bull from squirts from here to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, well, that, that's what the people want to see. I guess that's yeah. what they want to see. But that isn't necessarily a reality all the time. But that's what they want to see. When you think of a fighter, I, I like the fighters and that. What do you think the main ingredient to be a good boxer fighter? I, what, what do you think is the main thing? Attitude, uh, discipline. You know. You, you can have all the talent in the world. You, know, you can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't have that, or they talk about, you know, if you don't have heart, where's heart? There's a heart here, but heart's really in your head. It's true. I'm not going to. I'm going to win. If I don't care what he hits me, I'm going to come right back. You know, that's that's where your heart is. It's right in your head. Your attitude. It's all in here. It's your mind that tells desire, you the, right? the desire to be somebody. The desire to keep going when the when you know, like the old saying, when the when the you know, when the, the going gets, gets tough, tough, tough get going. And that really applies in boxing. I mean, you can see you can see fights change one blow can change a fight. You see the fighter's attitude change. Hey, I don't want to get hit with that again. All of a sudden. The other guy say, oh, you hit me, I want to hit him five times right back. Yeah. You know, there's a difference in attitude. That's attitude. Some guys, and when they get hit, they come back harder. Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. Well, that's the right attitude. But a lot of guys will t go for cover. They'll go for shelter. All of a sudden, uh, you see a guy, he's great. Yeah. All of a sudden, he gets popped once. Uh, that's it. Uh, so how many front runners have yeah. you seen like front that? Front runners. You know, beautiful. Until they get hit, all of a sudden, you see the whole complexion of the fight yeah. change, like yeah. night and day. Yeah. You know, I was what I told you this story, but I, I was a, your biggest fan. I remember back Back in the 50s, I used to come up here. I saw every one of your fights. I remember the one with Mitoff. I'll just tell the story. I'll be quick. Uh, you lost the first eight rounds. In the next two rounds, I remember the round. I've never seen. I've never been so excited. You can see I love boxing better than any sport. You knocked Mitoff right out of. The, remember that? Tell us mm. that story. Well, I, I was June the 20th, 1958. Not bad. Huh? I was 20 years old. It was my first fight. Uh, it was the fight that took me into the top ten. I, I was fighting uh, Alex Mitter from South America. He was a South American champion. And he just recently beat, had beaten Nino Valdez yeah, from Cuba. Yeah, big Cuba guy. Champion, yeah. on, on one of the Gillette Friday yeah. night fights. And anyway, the fight was in Toronto. And apparently he had the lead in the first eight or nine rounds. Oh, this is the tenth round. Yeah. So I remember just, uh, and my nose uh, appeared to be busted. Yeah. It wasn't busted, but it appeared to be so, but, but dripping down yeah. the face, regular stuff. And uh, but I, we're in close. I remember just dipping my, he was kind of open. I remember I wanted to get my right hand in between his guard. I just remember dipping down and slanting my shoulder over so he couldn't see the uppercut coming. I just shot it up, boink, hit him on the chin. He went flying out of the ropes and uh, deposited him on the canvas and his feet were hung over the yeah. middle strand. And that's Rossi took the picture. It was the best picture in Canada, the best sports picture in Canada. Yeah, you were, you were standing over him like that. And the blood was dripping down. Oh, beautiful. Broken nose. Nice, nice. Oh, I loved picture. it. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I was watching. It was. I, what a fight. I tell you. I'd have loved to have been a fighter. I was a fighter in hockey. But yeah. Okay, you ever have a hero? Like, who was your hero boxing? Well, I don't think I had any one particular. I had a lot of heroes. I, you know, I... I used to love Willie Pep. I used to admire the way he fought, the tremendous amount of uh, flexibility and agility. He had, and he did something that a lot of fighters don't do today, except 
well, I shouldn't say a lot of fighters. There's a couple around to do it. And one is Aaron Pryor. He probably yeah. does it better than anyone else today. And that's create openings. In other words, they throw a punch, bop, bop, the one, two. And then they don't just stand there, sit back, wait to be countered. He'll bob, weave out to the side and hit you from another angle, which he did so well with Alexei yeah. Saguel. And he took, his feet took him out. He just make a, a, a stride to the right. And it weaved out and hit him from another angle. Then he's back in and hits him from another, another angle. In other words, once he lands the punches, he doesn't wait for, to be countered. If, you, if you're going to counter him, he won't be where, you, where, you know, where boom, he's supposed boom. to be. He'll move out. He has that head high, too. Yeah. All right. Now, the one question I wanted to ask you and everybody. Remember the second Duran-Leonard fight? Right. Why did Duran quit? He said his belly ache, but why? Well, I think he just, uh, first of all, that fight, the original fight, uh, the first fight took place, I think, in... Uh, in June, I think in Montreal, yeah. and I just think what happened after the fight, he just started partying, running around, started drinking, doing all the all uh, overeating and so on, and when it, while he was doing that, the other guy was pining away. The other guy was upset. He had lost the fight. His image had been somewhat tarnished. He went right back into the gym and started to prepare for another fight. So after about two or three months, they finally decided to have another fight. And the other guy is already in, in dynamite shape, and. This fellow who's already won the fight, feeling super confident yeah. and cocky, he starts going training. I don't think he trained with the same intensity. Because if you notice the first fight, the difference in the first fight and the second fight in terms of his tenacity or lack of tenacity in New Orleans when he fought the second time, there was quite a disparity. I mean, the first fight, he was on him like white, like white on rice, yeah. as they say in the gym. Like you know, he was right on him, yeah. and, he, and he stuck to him like glue. In the second fight, it was a different. It was different. Yeah, he didn't have this quite the same desire, the same tenacity, and that cost him the fight. And what happened, when I, when I say cost him the fight, I think he was just going afraid of mm -hmm. being embarrassed. He was going to be embarrassed in front of all those people. And he made a split-second decision that was to haunt him for the rest of his life. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's a coward at all. I, I, I think he's a man. He, I think he can stand up there and take a beating, but he was embarrassed. To so lose. much but He didn't want to lose to, uh, to this yeah. man. But, okay. the, but it was a split second thing. I think it's something he's going to regret the rest of his life. Okay, Hagler, he's the best. Why is he the best? Well, I, first of all, I hate to say it, but he's in a weak division. He's not, yeah. he hasn't fought the same type of people like uh, another idol, which I, uh, I neglected to mention earlier, along with Willie Pappas, Sugar Ray Robinson. Yeah. Uh, and the Tony Zale and so on. The, the toughest middleweights around were in the 40s and the 50s. Yeah. I'm not saying Hagler wouldn't do well with those guys. I'm just saying he's head and yeah. shoulders above what is around today in the middleweight division. Um, he, he just, uh, he's a guy that's uh, extremely well, uh, extremely dedicated. He's a well-trained fighter. He doesn't have an, a gram of fat on his body. Oh. He's as lean, as mean as you he's can He's from be. Boston. I know him yeah, well. I, he was just a friend uh, when he wasn't champion. Then when he became champion, he became a personal and, friend. Right, plus he has another asset going <laughs> It's the old story, You're isn't smarter it? than you look. Yeah, I know. Smarter than I look. What is this, George? <laughs> but another thing is going for me. He's a southpaw. So yeah. once, once, if you're a right-handed fighter, you're, that's fine. You're used to fighting right-handed guys. Once you go southpaw, you know what I mean? You yeah. have it, you're automatically about a 30% improved yeah. fighter because you're used to fighting right-handed fighters. Yeah. They're not used to fighting you, you know? So when, 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 if I had to fight a southpaw, I said, oh, my God, you know, it's a yeah. southpaw. I'm always used to fighting orthodox-style fighters. So then now I have to reverse a lot of things for him. There's nothing in any sport when two heavyweights get together, championship fight, and just before the fight, you can hear the electricity. That must have been something with Ali. Well, the first time I fought him, actually, I was... Uh, Real excited. I had my heartbeat. Five minutes prior to the fight, was 60. 
60? <laughs> what, he didn't fall asleep like Joe Lewis. Well, Pressure, right. Pressure. Tension. Yeah. Well, actually, but actually in, 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 uh, in the resting position, it was, resting position rather, was 36, but I was in pretty good shape. So it jumped up quite a bit five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Grapes, I'll tell you something. Sorry, George, to cut in here. But I want us to play the word association game again tonight, Grapes. All grapes. right, all right. Just now, you know how it works. Busy. We all mention right. a word, and the first thing that comes into your mind. You start it, Grapes. All right, Joe Fraser. Jerky rhythm. What do you mean? Well, the way he used to fight, I mean, you go over, over more or less to, uh, to dip down to a sh down to okay. almost point knee and then back up. That. Go ahead, Jimmy. Uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. Complete fighter. Duran. Uh, tenacity. Holmes. Left jab. Marciano. Stamina. Sugar Ray Robinson. Style. Joe Lewis. Combination punch. George Foreman. Ponderous. Sonny Liston, my favorite. He was my favorite. Go ahead. The mean bear. The mean bear. The mean I'll bear. tell you, and you've been a good bear right here, George. <laughs> Thank you. I to my favorite show right here. What is that? Kenny Harris, take us home. Great and blue, Ken and Jimmy. Thanking you for tuning in. Well, I know, Dad, that that's, uh, that was a great interview, and that was one of you most excited about. And, uh, you know, it was funny at the end, eh? You were talking about, you were giving them all the one, the, the guys, Duran and, and all that. But your favorite was uh, Sonny Liston back then. Yeah, Sonny Liston was my favorite. I we should talk about that one day, our yeah. theories on Sonny Liston and the Ali fights. Yeah. Oh, boy. They, they were. But anyhow, George Savallo was my favorite, and I used to get so, get so excited Driving up to see him fight, I think Rose only came to have the dinner under the St. George's under the clock. <laughs>